hearts of sin. God, we thank you, God, that our hearts are open and receptive on tonight, God, to receive your word. God, we bind every attack, every assignment the enemy was sent out against us to keep us from hearing, God, what you will have us to hear and to keep us from doing what you would have for us to do. God, thank you for the blood of Jesus that's covering us right now in the name of Jesus. God, we honor you. We honor your presence, God. We thank you that you are in the midst of us. And God, I bind every sickness and every disease that will come against our bodies. We bind them right now in the name of Jesus. We command them to go in Jesus' name. I speak to sugar diabetes, and I curse it right now at the root in Jesus' name. I speak to heart palpitations right now in the name of Jesus, and I command the heart to be, God, what you have created it to be right now in the name of Jesus. God, every attack that the enemy is sending out against our bodies tonight, I bind right now, and I take authority over it, and I say, be healed, be made whole right now in Jesus' name. We give you all glory, all honor, and all praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We have been talking about prayer, and I don't know about you, when God brings something in the house, it should put us in a place with him to want more of what he's bringing to us and less of what the world has to offer to us. We talked about that prayer is communicating with God. It occurs when man talks with God and God talks with man. So it's not all about us speaking It's about us listening after we're speaking um, to God. We want to hear what God has to say unto us. Um, The first thing that we have to to be aware of or the first thing that we need to be, um, that we need to know is when you pray, we need to expect to hear from God. We need to expect God to speak to us. If you're going into prayer hoping or doing things to try to get God to speak to you, you really don't have an expectation. If you just will open up your heart, and as you open up your heart to hear him, and what we have to understand is we are spiritual beings. So we want to hear him according to the spirit, not according to the flesh. Now, the first thing is knowing the voice of God. How do we know the voice of God? I'm going to go over some of that. But the Bible says his sheep knows his voice. We went over John 10, verse 3 and 5. It says, to him the porter opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he call his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he go before them, and the sheep follow him, because they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers." So we see that this is a personal relationship. God calls his sheep by name. So that's personal. So when we go into prayer with God, we should be familiar with his voice. And any other voice we hear outside of God, we should flee from that voice. We should not entertain that voice. So when we look at um, having that personal relationship with God, we went over um, Saul in Acts chapter 9. When Saul, he heard the voice of Jesus talking to him. And we know that when he heard his voice, it was a light that was shone down from heaven. And after he heard his voice, he said, Lord, what would you have for me to do? The reason why Saul said this is because Saul was running from God. 
Sometimes we can run from God because we don't want to do what God is telling us to do. But he humbled himself to say, Lord, what would you have for me to do? He was not, um, you know, coming up against him. He was humbling himself and say, I'll do what you will have for me to do. Why did it come to this? Because I believe that when Stephen or Stephen was being stoned, um, before he got stoned, he was um, given the word of God. He went from the beginning on up to the time that they were in talking about Jesus. And I believe right then it was conviction that was in Saul's heart, but he was running from that conviction. Sometimes people hear the word and God is pricking at their hearts. Go with me to the book of Acts and we'll see. I think we went over this last time. This is when Peter, he did that sermon. And after he done the sermon, the Bible says in Acts 2, verse 37, Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? So that means that they had conviction there. And they was ready to open up their heart to hear what God had to say unto them. So they was opening up their hearts for salvation to be saved, to be born again. So this is what Saul was doing. He opened up his heart to hear what the Lord had to say unto him. Now there are some people who, when the word of God is going forward, we can be in the same room, but you can close your heart off to God. And even though the same message is being presented, some people still reject that message. So don't feel bad if you're ministering and you know that the gospel is coming forward and you got some that receive it and you got some that do not receive it. Don't get upset because you plant somebody water, God will give the increase. So the reason why I'm saying that because the men that was with Saul, the Bible says in Acts 9, 7, and the men which journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no man, no man. So they witnessed these things, and they were afraid. So they were speechless. But guess what? They were hearing a voice, but seeing no man. So that means that they, he called Paul personally, that was having a personal, you know, relationship with him. He called him out by name. These men here... They were very speechless. They were afraid. So they heard a voice. But then Saul explained, Paul explained in Acts 22, 9. He said, and they that were with me saw indeed the light and were afraid. But they heard not the voice of him that spake to me. What did Paul mean by that when it's saying in Acts 9, 7, they heard the voice. You can hear something and have no understanding. It's just like you haven't heard. And that's how it is with some of us. We can hear just like we're getting the same word tonight. If you don't have understanding of that word, you're not going to be able to do even what you heard. So in John 8:43 it says, "Why do you misunderstand what I say? It is because you are unable to hear what I'm saying. You cannot bear to listen to my message. Your ears are shut to my teaching." Those are the people of the world. Some people shut their ears off to what's being said. Their heart is so hard that they are, the message is coming forth, but they're just not taking that message in because they're not willing to open their heart to understand what's being said. Now, what we have to understand, again, if I'm presenting the gospel, if somebody else is presenting the gospel, 
we hear God talking to us. We feel like God is calling us out by name. This is why we have to be so careful to come at people who's bringing forth the word of God. If they're bringing forth the word of God and that word is speaking to you, that's God speaking directly to you. Don't get offended. Don't get upset with the one that's bringing it. They're only delivering the word that God would have for them to deliver. Some people get mad because they're thinking, okay, somebody told you that about me. No, God is speaking to you. Do like Samuel did and say, you know, yes, Lord, your servant hears. That's what we should do. We should be open to hear what God has to say. It doesn't matter how many times one verse of scripture may come into this house. God always have something to say with that verse of scripture because he's trying to get your attention. Some people say, oh, you done taught that. Why are we going over that again? Evidently, God got something else he want to say. He has something else that he want to do. And we need to humble ourselves and say, God, I don't understand it. But whatever you do, and here am I. Speak to me, God. Speak to my heart. Allow me to know what you're saying to me on tonight. Because, God, you're not bringing this back in here for a reason. I'll pick on Brother Willie when he was going over the vision. Brother Willie had said something three, four times. I say, well, maybe they need to hear it. Maybe they need to hear it. He's repeating himself too much. Maybe that's the part they need to hear. And then I get in the flesh and I be like, Willie, you done said that one time. But then I get back in the spirit. I say, well, maybe that's what God want them to hear. Maybe that's why he's still staying on that verse. And he gave some and he, he established it and he gave us they need to hear this. <laughs> so we have to open up our hearts instead of instead of us being so judgmental. We have to say, God, maybe you want me to hear that for a reason. God, help me to get this in me so you can do what you need to do through me. And that's what how we need to look at things instead of saying, I already know that. See, that's a form of pride. It don't matter what you already know. It's something that God want to do once again through what you thought you already knew. He will give you revelation on top of revelation on top of revelation. And it will begin to get so deep, line upon line, precept upon precept, to take you from glory to glory to glory. I don't know about you, but I want to be taken from glory to glory to glory. I don't want to be in the same spot or the same space every year i want to see how i have grown i don't want to be on milk i want some meat y'all and the only way you can get that meat is to go into the word of god for yourself once you get the word of god and meditate on that word and learn how to hear him for yourself quit waiting on somebody to tell you something go into the word for yourself and say god here am i speak lord your servant wants to hear. We supposed to be able to eat this word, not read it. This is your spiritual food. So when you go into the word, you're being fed. That's how you're supposed to see the word as your spiritual food, not just going in there to read it and trying to get it in your head. When you realize what the word of God is, that it is the bread of life. When you recognize that, that you can't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God, come on, you'll be at attention every morning and say, God, I need to hear from you today. And when you take the time to get over being anxious, when you take the time to get over you, 
God will begin to speak. And y'all, when he began to speak, it's such a peace that passes all understanding that begin to guard your heart and your mind. Even when you're in the midst of a storm, when God began to speak, seem like you're riding through that storm and saying, God, I don't know what's going to happen, but I know it's going to be all right. So that's why you need to be familiar with his voice. And the more you spend time with him, you will be familiar with the voice of God. The less time you spend with him, the more you'll be saying, God, is that you? God, give me a sign. God, knock on wood. God, if that's you, do something that's unusual. Come on, you don't need all of that. Just like a father or a mother, when you spend time with them and you get to know your mother and father, you know when they're up, you know when they're down, you know what they don't like, you know what they like, you know everything about them, you know their facial expressions, you be like, "Uh uh-oh, she mad, Uh uh-oh. He mad, uh-oh, I'm getting ready to get a butt whooping. Uh-oh, they getting ready to spank me. Run, because you know them. So you know so much about them because you enjoy that time. I don't know about y'all. If a mother or a father, I experienced the father part, when they get silent and don't want to talk to you, it's just like, just go ahead and give me a spanking. Go ahead and whoop me. Get it over with. I'd rather get that spanking over with and we have conversation how many of y'all i'll put it this way let's use a husband and wife if a wife is mad at a husband well i'm gonna use this but i hear the holy spirit this is what i heard some of us want that husband that some husbands want that wife to talk to them and some husbands are saying thank you jesus that they don't say nothing i'm getting a break (laughs) But some husbands will say, say something, baby. Say something. Blink an eye. Do something. That's just not like you. That's out of your norm. Say something. Because communication is everything. Because when you know someone is not saying anything to you, it's like a knife that's been driven in your chest. It's a feeling that you cannot describe because you know all this tension in the room. That's why when you really communicate with somebody and they hurt you, you feel it. Because you know that person and that person knows you. And when you don't communicate, oh man, it does something to you. That's how it is for our loving father. He wants us to always be in communication with him, no matter what time of day it is, no matter how late it is, no matter what the situation it is, he said, is, I want you to know you can come to me. That's what prayer is. When you don't know how to solve nothing, you're saying, Father, I don't know, but you know all things. So, Father, I'm going to wait on you today. See, that's when he, he knows you trust in me. You trust in me with all your heart because you ain't running nowhere else. You run into me. You come into me before you go to your father, your mother, your sister, your brother, your husband, your children. You come into me before you come into anybody. And the more you go to him that way, God said, you can be trusted with what I put in your hand. But the less you come to God and go to every, everybody else, God said, you're not ready for that position yet. Because you still put more trust in people than you're putting in me. I have learned for ministry, for the 22 years I have been in ministry. In the middle part of being in that min- in ministry, God said, I want you to learn to come to me. I want you to learn to trust me. 
And when he told me, I'm going to cut people off from you, the ones that you expect to get your answers from, those answers are not going to come from them no more. And when God revealed that to me from somewhere else, someone else, I said, that's the devil is a lie. I said, that ain't God. God don't do me like that. But it was God. And I got cut off and it was like I had to go to him and I had to learn to wait on him. And I would say, why am I waiting so long, God? I'm not hearing nothing. Why am I here? God was preparing me to let me know that if nobody say nothing, know that I got you. Know that I have you. That's what I want you to know. Even if you don't hear nothing from me, know that I'm not going to leave you, nor am I going to forsake you. I'm just putting you in a place to trust me more than you trust anything or anybody. And this is why when people give me a word from the Lord, I look just like, okay. I don't try to cause a scene because when you have that relationship with him and know his voice you know when God is speaking through someone you know exactly what's being said through that person because you spend time with God he should be first and foremost in your life all of us need to have a prayer life we need to have a prayer life where we're talking to God and God is talking back to us and we're not doing all the talking. If you used to doing all the talking, you missing God. Because I remember I would do all the talking and felt like I spent time with God. I talked, 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 God this and God that. Yeah, God, what I'm going to do about this? God. And then I would never hear God tell me what to do and I felt like I'd done something. How about you? This is what happens. So this is why we have to take the time. That's why the Bible says, be still and know that I'm God. If we don't be still and take up the time, let's do this exercise. This is what I'm going to do. Honey, come here for a second.
May God be in your life. May God be in your life. She got, may God be in your life. That's not what I said. This is what was said. Let God be whom he need to be in your life. Who got that? Who got that? Let God be whom he need to be in your life. Manny, you get that? He put an all in there. Kim? You? Who else heard? Let God be whom he need to be in your life. That's what I said. Teresa, what y'all get over there? Okay, I want y'all to check something out. Do y'all see why stuff get mixed up in the body of Christ? Why? Because we don't take the time to listen. Because we get in a hurry. trying to calculate what's being said. So we have to take the time out with God to wait. Do you see how everybody was patiently waiting to hear? Why do we take the time in here to wait till a person come to us to hear what they have to say, but we don't take that time with God, some of us. We don't give God the opportunity to speak to us because we get so much in a hurry of, I'm going to be late for work. Oh, I got to do this. I got to do that. Let me move on to this right here before you even hear what he has to say. And then when he is speaking and we're in a hurry, we get it mixed up just like it happened in here tonight. So that's why we got to pay close attention. And sometimes we got to say, like Willie, say it again. My husband will say that sometimes. And I get so agitated. I'm like, I don't say it. Well, I done said this, I don't know how many times. What part of that did you miss? Or if we're talking to Willis, to Sinisa answer, and Willis still at say it again. Because she didn't own the conversation, right, Willie? So we are helpers of one another, but we have to take the time to develop our relationship with God in such a way to know what he's really saying. Because when you're in tone with the Spirit and somebody come to you with something outside of him, you should be able to say, no, God didn't say that. I don't receive that. I'll give you an example. We was having um, service in our home, and I invited this lady to come down from Goldsboro. And this lady, she was really, um, she stayed in prayer all the time. She stayed before God all the time. She stayed in the word all the time. So by the time she had gotten there, um, this guy got up and he began to talk. And when he began to talk, it was out of line with the word. She said, "Uh uh-uh, no, I don't receive that. So I told the guy, say, sit down. So she started talking again. He come right back with something. 
that wasn't in alignment. What was it? So he was going on something outside of what the word was saying. And she said, I don't receive that. That's not God. But he kept coming and bucking up against her. Bucking up against the word. He wasn't hearing what God was saying through her concerning the word. You know what this lady told me? She said, I didn't come all this way for all of this to be happening. So I'm trying to tell this guy, you need to sit down. You need to humble yourself. You need to listen because this is what the word is saying. He wouldn't shut up. You know what this woman did? She left. She left. Because let me tell you something. When you are not honoring God and you are putting something before God, would you want God in the midst of that? When people don't want to hear? So this is why we have to know the word. We have to know what's being said so we can go off of what God is saying so we can bring correction. So we have to spend that time with God to know what God is saying. So when we got to the, um, that part of dealing with their hearts not being open, when your heart is not open to God and your heart is more open to the world, you're going to gravitate to what the world is saying than what God has already said. It's proven dealing with COVID-19, isn't it? More people were more gravitated with what the scientists were saying instead of what the word of God has already proven. So when your heart is more open and more sensitive to that, you're going to go on what they're telling you to do versus what God has already done. So that means we're listening more to them than we are God. And then God began to show me going right back to Genesis. In Genesis 3, 9 and 11, it said, but the Lord called to the man and said, where are you? God was communicating with who? With Adam. Why did he go to the man first? Why didn't he go to Eve? Why did he call on Adam first? Because he told Adam. He spoke to Adam and he told Adam not to eat from that tree. And the man answered, I heard you walking in the garden. He got convicted. The word will convict you. He said, your voice, your sound, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. So first of all, God spoke to Adam. Adam spoke back to God. Then God spoke to Adam again. Do you see how the conversation was? Have you ever been in a conversation with somebody and you couldn't get a word in edgewise? You're trying to give them truth, but yet they're rambling on and on and on. Ain't heard a thing you said and think they're doing something or saying something. You're trying to say, wait a minute, wait a minute, and they won't let you talk past them. And then you told them what needed to be done. They go screw it up. They say, you ain't told us that. And Teresa say, yes, Pastor, did I heard what she said? Oh, you just don't like me. That's why you agree with Pastor. Well, uh, let's... Let this be established by two or three witnesses. So then I said, Quana, what did I say? She's saying what Teresa said. Then Sister Deborah is saying, that ain't what I heard. Somebody lying now, y'all just don't like me. That's two people. That's three people. What's going on with Miss Deborah? Her heart is hardened and there's some more issues. People hear what they want to hear. When a person is so full of offense, when they're so full of anger, when they're so full of rejection, even with the word hitting them, what it does is it bounces back off of them and they act just like they haven't heard the word. 
But when a person is so sensitive unto God, they're taking in all that need to be taken in because they said, man, don't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out the mouth of God. God's word will quicken me. God's word will bring life to me. Yes, Lord, that is me. God, I have been an offense. God, please forgive me. God, I've been holding grudges. God, that's me. God, you speaking to me personally. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you allowed me to come in here today. But a person that's very offensive, they're going to get mad and say, you need to quit talking about me. I didn't call your name. Yes, you did. Pull the tape, Athea. This is what happens to people that are rejected, that's offended, that's looking at everybody else except looking at themselves. And I'm going to say what Willie say. True that? Mm -hmm. Because when it comes to, my husband can verify this. This is what I do if I, if, if someone come up against me or we have some kind of disagreement. The first thing I do, y'all, when I go to God, I don't say, nay, done me like this. I say, God, what did I do? What did I do to allow Renee to come at me the way she did? I check me first. Lord, if I did something to make her come at me the way she did, tell me what I done so I can apologize. That's being humble. You got to check you first. If a person keep coming at you and coming at you and coming at you, and the Holy Spirit is letting you know deep down inside because you're hearing, that's another way that we hear God is through the Holy Spirit. If you're hearing um, this, this person keep coming, 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 and you keep going to God. You keep saying, okay, God, what's wrong with me? Why is this person keep coming at me this way? What have I done? If you wait on the Lord, the Lord will let you know it ain't in you. It's in them. Pray for them. That's the enemy. That's jealousy. That that's, that's hatred. That's bitterness. Begin to pray for them concerning this and treat them the way you want to be treated. Love them the way I love you. Y'all done been there, done done that. God would tell me to love in spite of being hated. And I would always ask my husband. I remember one time I asked him, and I don't know if he remember. I said, am I crazy? And I guess he thought, <laughs> why would you ask me if you're crazy? Because I know I haven't done anything, and I don't have nothing in me to hate the person that's hating me. Is something wrong with me? I'm serious, y'all. I will say this. I will say, Lord, this has to be you. Because I know what has been said about me. I know the lies that's going on. I can hear it in my ear, but I still have that love. So I say, oh, God, I'm graduating. God, I know that has to be you. So the more time you spend with God, the less time you spend whining about somebody else. You will say, God, deal with me so I can deal with them. That's communication. That's having prayer with God. God evidently is something about me that the devil don't like. God, you're just raising me up in the army of the Lord. So I thank you for preparing me for this battle. God, here I am. If Jesus went through it, what makes me think I shouldn't go through it? If he was hated, I'm going to be hated for the word's sake. So here I am. It ain't about me. It's all about you. So I thank you, God. But we spend our time complaining to God 
about why somebody don't like me. Everybody ain't going to like you. As long as you're serving God, you ain't going to be liked. Some some days my husband might not like me and I might not like him. That don't mean I don't love him. True that? Come on. Come on, married couples. Let's just, just be honest. The one we get mad at the most is these mates. Them the ones that... Men have to go on top of the roof, women, to get away from us. They, they picture themselves on the roof and you still running your mouth. Or you still running your mouth and they act like they in Neverland. And you want some answers from them and they won't give you none and it make you even madder. Come on. It's the truth. And even some of us women, when we know we're wrong, we want to make them wrong so we can be right. Y'all better stay single as long as you can. You better run for your life. Because this ain't no joke. Right, men? I don't hear y'all, y'all scared. Y'all know y'all got to go back home, right? They say, I ain't saying nothing because my husband, my wife going to knock me out. Don't be scared of them. You ain't no Ahab. Tell them, honey. Don't let my husband fool y'all. Don't let him fool y'all. If anybody can get me stirred up. To go to the throne and stay there? I get him stirred up too, y'all. But that don't mean I don't love him. I can talk about him, but you can't. (laughs) But that's still wrong. Because if I'm dogging him out, then I'm giving everybody else a right to dog him out. But you know how some women do. God is changing this for some reason. You know how some women do. Some women uh, cuss their husband, call them rascals, call them everything except the child of God. Then as soon as another woman say, yeah, that's right, but that's my husband. You don't talk about my husband. That's for me. You let me handle my husband, you handle yours. Ain't that how it go, y'all? But when you're really mad at them and really don't want them no more, Y'all hear that? What's that, Athea? Anyway, we want to make sure that our communication with God is so tight that nothing can interrupt that communication. Did y'all hear that speaker, how it was making that noise? Y'all didn't hear it? See, that was an interruption. Something was squealing over here in the speaker, like a... um, Static, you know what I'm talking about, Athea? But what I'm saying is, the enemy brings interruption. Because he don't want you to really hear what God is saying. So he want to keep your mind somewhere else except where you're supposed to be tonight. He wants your mind to be at home when you're sitting here and here. Oh, I got to do this. Oh, I ain't done that. Oh, I hope I don't forget that. Some people writing down stuff while they're in service. Because they don't want to forget it. They don't have their mind where it need to be. The enemy wants your mind everywhere else because he don't want you to hear God talking to you because if there's something deep in you and God want to communicate through you to you through Sunday school, through Judah, or through the word that's coming forth, he's going to bring some interruptions to stop you from hearing what need to be heard so you can get delivered from that thing. 
So God is saying tonight, he wants your communication to be tight with him. He wanted to be so tight, no matter what the enemy bring, you said, "Mm -mm, that's not what God said. So this is what was happening here with Adam and Eve. And God asked, who told you that you were naked? Did you eat fruit from the tree from which I commanded you not to eat? See, God gave him the solution right there. God knew what he had done. But God was allowing Adam to see what you had already know what you've done. But I'm allowing you to see what you've done so you can change what you've done through the word. So God is saying we got to be in communication with him to know when God is talking and when God is not talking. If it does not line up with his word, God is not talking. How do you know it lines up with this word? Because you're in the word. The word is in you. You're spending time with the word. That's out of the character of God. That's not one of God's characteristics. That's not what God does. That's why we need to be in the word to know what he does. I gave you 1 John 5, 14 through 15. And this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hear us. And if we know that he hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we desire of him. Why? Because we know him. We know his word. Proverbs 4, 20 through 22. We know that one. My child, pay attention to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. They are what? Life unto those that find them, and they are medicine, they are health to all flesh. That's why the enemy do not want you to pay attention. That's why he don't want you to incline your ear to hear. Paying attention means my ear is so in tune with what is spoken that I'm not going to be moved off of it, and I begin to see what's being said. Is that not awesome? Why is it that we can see a television show that somebody's talking about like we're there? But when the word of God go forth, we can't see it. It's just like everything become dark. But that television show, we see in all the characters. <laughs> we see in everything that's being said. But when it comes to the word of God, it's just like, why am I not there yet? Because you ain't spending enough time with the word. The more time you spend with the word, and I'm getting ready to say this and I'm already seeing it. When I talk about the disciples and how they followed Jesus, I can see Jesus and I can see the disciples following him. When I see them fishing with Peter in the boat, I can see Peter letting down his, oh, come on, y'all. When you in the word of God, you begin to see what you're saying. It becomes alive. It becomes so real to you. When God say you're this, you see yourself as being what God say you are. And you can walk tall. You can walk proud because you know who you are now that you in him. Why? Because the word don't lie. It don't go on who I was. It go on who I am now that I'm in him. So the more we know of the word, the more we can live our life according to the word and not according to how we want to be. Why? Because I hear God. Because I spend time with God. And the more time I spend with God, I'm reflecting who I am in him and not in myself. Can we give God some glory? We'll start on the other part next week. I want to ask somebody in here tonight. Of everything that was said tonight, what did you get out of what was said? Who want to come up quickly? 
I'll, I'll wait patiently. Thank you, Willie. You spoke on tonight that, you know, as the body of Christ, we need to uh, learn how to incline our ears more to the word of God and less, more or less, you know, to what uh, the world, you know, has to offer. And that uh, when it comes to the word of God, when it comes to what the world ha has to offer, you know, such as looking at TV and so on and so forth, you know, we can pretty much know everything that that program, you know, that we're watching, that we can tell it, you know, piece by piece. But when it come down to come to the Word of God, you know, it's like, you know, our our ears, you know, it's got blockers. You know, we can't receive, you know, uh, what the Word of God is saying. Amen. Now, that's what Willie heard. What does somebody else hear? And if there's somebody online that want to call into my husband's phone, you can do so as well. But that's what he heard. What does somebody else hear? How did God speak to you? Come on up, baby. Um, when you were talking about how we do all the talking and we don't never, like, wait to, like, hear him or whatever, yeah, I felt like, yeah, that part. She got, she heard God. See, God is speaking. Did someone else hear something? Was God speaking to you while the word was going forth? Um, God was speaking to me when he was saying, um, when the word is going forth, let's not sit back. Let me not sit back and say, oh, he ain't talking to me. He talking to O'Neal right there. Uh, uh, <laughs> Oh, they're talking about my sister or somebody. Instead of me receiving what God has for me, I don't put that mental block a hard and hard, basically. And another thing that um, I was very interested in is when Apostle said that she and someone gets into a confrontation, she go to God and she say, me, show me me. Um, and I was sitting there and I was thinking, and I know for a fact, to be honest with myself and, and with God, when O'Neill and I are going through something, I'll definitely go and say, Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord. O'Neill did. <laughs> and I can honestly, honestly say that. I just really... He get on my nerves. Lord, you saw what he did. And I, and, and I never see me. However, and that's when I'm talking to God. Later on down the road, I'm convicted. And I will say, you know, Odell, I, I apologize. It, it didn't have to go that way. And if I had not said this, I wouldn't have pushed you. And he's also exactly one of those people who, he ain't going to say nothing. He just don't, he don't want to say a word. But I want a word. I, I, I want him to say something. I want you to tell me how you feel. The communication lines has to stay open. 
So, amen. Now you tell me God ain't speaking in this house tonight. This is confirmation and let you know when the word go forth, he may say something differently to the people that's in the room, but he's saying something. Okay. Hello, Miracle Temple Church family. Um, I enjoyed the teaching on tonight, and I just wanted to say, as I was listening to the teaching, it was just reminding me of how... When you spend time with the Lord and fellowship with him and in his word, how important it is to do that. So you will become sensitive to him. So like you mentioned earlier, when someone says something to you, you'll know whether it's of God uh, or whether it's not. Because the Holy Spirit in you will let you know because you're spending time with God. And I think about how the word says God's sheep know his voice and the stranger's voice we will not hear nor will we follow um, because you've been spending time with them and you sensitive to them. And I think about those sheep that my um, father-in-law has. Uh, if a stranger comes up, literally comes up, um, they run. But if they're familiar with you, they won't run. And um, so that's how familiar we have to be with the uh voice of God. And the more we spend time in this word, like I said, the more we stay in fellowship, the more we become sensitive and we'll become convicted quicker when we're wrong and we'll be quick to apologize. Amen. Especially to our spouses. Amen. <laughs> That's all. Thank you, Kathy. Um, the one thing that um, spoke to me was uh, spending more time on waiting on God than talking because sometimes we, especially as mothers, we can get, um, um, we have a lot to talk about with God concerning our children. And I think the one thing that really spoke to my heart tonight was sit there and wait on God and, and see what he has to say rather than just spouting everything off because he may have instructions before you even ask because in the Bible it does say before we even speak, he's already heard and answered. Amen. So that's what I had to say. Amen. Thank you, Apostle. Uh-huh. Did anybody else hear something out of the message that they want to say? Come on, Scott. Well, what I saw is that I see a lot of people who are focused in worldly, worldly stuff, and they don't, they aren't like focused to God's like word, and they don't spend the time with Him and what God, what God wants to say to them, and they're just focused on other stuff and not Him. And that's what I was going to say. God even speaks to children, y'all. Now, since nobody else want to come up, I want to say this, and we're going to close on this. Me and I asked you this a long time ago, and I want to ask you this again. Why is it so hard for men to communicate to their spouses? 
Who, what man want to come up here and answer that? Come on, man. <laughs> Tread lightly, right? Yeah. But I, I had wanted to say something um, about... Uh, relationships like me and my wife you know we had started exercising together we would walk around uh, we walked about five miles together and uh, we've been doing this for years but I've seen our relationship just really grow because while we walking we talking you know mm -hmm. and like even if she's going through something whether it's stress on a job or anything she she tell me we talk about it you know and it's like, it just really opened our relationship up. We just began to really grow together because we talked to each other, you know. So that's why it's so important that we do have that fellowship, you know. Amen. Okay, what man still want to answer my question? He did answer communicating. It takes a communication. But it's something else to the root of that thing. Come on, Terry. Something to say, tread light. I say it's pride. It's I say, pride. I say it's pride. So you say pride is keeping you quiet? Pride is keeping you quiet, then uh, anger come in in, in the process of a play, you know. So, so, okay, explain the pride because pride want to exalt itself. Yeah. Pride want to speak out. Yeah. But you saying a man that's prideful is going to be quiet so he won't knock her out. <laughs> is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Because you don't want to, you know, because if you don't watch out, it's going to be back and forth, back and forth. I got you. And then, then God's going to step out of, out of the picture because you don't got anger and mad. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Terry. Now, a woman, let me ask you this. We got about two, three minutes. What do you feel when a man is silent? Let me help you women out. Come on, Kim. While she's coming, they don't care about me. Rejected. They see in somebody else. Well, what I was going to say is, usually it's Jamie does more to talking than I do. And because he'll keep going on and on and on and on. And I'm like, oh, Lord, what time is it? But... <laughs> On the other hand, Jamie is reserved, and he keeps his feelings to himself. So it makes me feel like he doesn't feel open enough to me to open up and tell me things that's on his heart. Okay. We're going to close on that. But there's a reason for all things, for all of this stuff coming out. You single women, you may not have a man there, but you fighting with yourself. So we need to learn how to communicate with God to handle every given situation that we're in so he can be glorified in that situation and how Manny said him and his wife become close doing their walks together. 
Have you ever been in a room with somebody and it's just dead silence? You in the room, one of you on one thing, one of you on another, but you're in there together, but you really ain't together. Have y'all thought about that? It's something missing. <laughs> Nigeria, that's the truth. You done got so used to saying nothing. You done got so used to being in the car together, but you ain't saying nothing. But <laughs> it's the truth. Sometimes you be in your own world until you're mad. You talking all the way to Wilmington and all the way back, right? But otherwise, you get so comfortable with each other, you don't say nothing. You don't. Y'all, good talk, good talk. May the Lord watch. Got an announcement. Come on, Renee.